is new this morning. Thank you, Lord, because you are a faithful God. Father, I come into your presence knowing that this is the day that you have made. Lord, according to your word, you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. And so for everything that you have planned today, I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. Thank you, Father, because you are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the first and the last. Lord, you are indeed the Ancient of Days. We magnify you this morning. Be glorified, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we come into your presence declaring this day that you are a faithful God. We come into your presence this today and declare, Lord, that you will never lie. You are not a man. You do not lie. You keep your word, Lord, when you give them. So we bless your name in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, in your presence this morning, we ask for grace. We ask for wisdom. We ask, Lord, in this short time here, Lord, speak to us. Thank you, precious Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome. Yes, a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. Okay, wishing you all the best of this uh, brown new year. May God's blessings continue to surround us in Jesus' name. Uh, may this uh, new year uh, be uh, that year where we have the presence of God with us every time in the mighty name of Jesus. Into every challenge we will face, the presence of God will be there in the mighty name of Jesus. May this be the year where we know the Lord more and more, better and better. Just like the book of Daniel says, those who know their God will be strong and they will do exploits. Ah, may this year be the year where we know God better and better in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare that you will succeed this year. Ah, your promotion, I declare, that is guaranteed. Your success this morning, I declare, is guaranteed in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, let's continue our reading of the book of Isaiah. Yes, the book of Isaiah is a very interesting book to read. Remember that as Isaiah is writing, Isaiah is speaking about things that have happened or things that will happen you know, just shortly after he's speaking, okay, many times God was saying, I told you things before they happened. And now, you know, I am reviewing them with you. They have happened just like I predicted them. Okay, so Isaiah literally, okay, uh, I call it fourth telling and foretelling uh, literally live through some of his prophecies and i'm telling you that would have been a wonderful a wonderful privilege okay so the book of isaiah is such an an out an outstanding book to 
to study, but Isaiah also prophesies about the coming of the Messiah, prophesies, you know, about the way he will live, prophesies, you know, even unto the second coming of the Messiah. The book of Isaiah, it's a very wonderful one. I have said this again and again. The key to understanding the New Testament is understanding the book, the book of Isaiah. I'm sure by now, that you would have realized that the key to understanding the character of God, no other book I'm telling you, have tells you more about the character of God than the book of Isaiah. Yes, you would have seen again when God will be talking and literally it seems as if God is boasting, I will do this, I have said this, I have declared this, I have done this, I have said this. Yes, it's telling you about the character of God. Okay, so please don't take this book lightly. I read it again, study it every time. It is so 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 loaded there are so many quotes that you could spend time studying on and god will bless you in the mighty name of jesus yesterday we stopped on chapter 43 today we take three chapters chapter 44 5 and 46 yes uh, in the three chapters god will be talking to the children of israel the number one problem why all this has happened to them the reason why isaiah has been prophesying and then jeremiah will come and prophesy and then the book of daniel will come and happen and all and all and all like that yes it was because the children of israel abandoned god and began to worship idols okay so our uh, god will focus chapter 40 44 especially focuses on that that all idols are useless okay and what lessons can we take from that you know do we keep idols in our lives today ah yes very importantly do we keep idols in our lives today i hope not i hope you don't have an idol i hope you don't you know you don't keep one you know close to your chest that no one knows about ah but yes we will see you know what god says about about idols even in 45 and then 46 now let's read he says but now listen to me jacob my servant he says uh israel my chosen one the lord who made you and helps you says do not be afraid O jacob my servant O dear israel my chosen one remember that uh, we are also god's servant we are also god's chosen one okay so like i said we are learning about the character of god so when god is talking to israel like this you are also god's chosen one you are also a servant of god so i'm telling you god is also declaring the same thing about you god says do not be afraid do not be afraid don't let anything put fear inside you verse 3 says for i will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your patch fields and i will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on on your children very 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 important by this time you know that this is old testament okay okay so the spirit of the lord was only poured out on a very few uh very few uh people okay the levites will minister 
and maybe you of course you have the king who is anointed usually and then you have one of two few people sometimes judges uh, sometimes prophets but god was saying look i will pour out my spirit on your descendants okay speaking about our time the time that we, we will live in okay and the bible will declare it again in the in the book of joel that in the latter days okay god was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh okay he says yeah i will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children he says they will thrive uh, like watered grass like willows on a river bank remember that it is talking about you I declare this morning, you will thrive. As God pours his spirit upon you, you will thrive like a watered grass, uh, like willows on a river bank in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, some will proudly claim I belong to the Lord. Others will say I am a descendant of Jacob. Some will write the Lord's name on their hands and will take the the name of Israel as their home. Hmm. Alright, let's go on from verse 6. God begins to talk about the foolishness of idols. He says, This is what the Lord, the Lord says. Israel's king and redeemer, the Lord of heaven's armies. I am the first and the last. There is no other God. I'm telling you again and again, I don't see God literally boasting. I am the first and the last. There is no other God who is like me. Let him step forward and prove to you his power. Yes, who is like this God? Let them step forward. Uh, when God speaks, I'm telling you, the universe is silent before him. He says, let him step forward and prove to you his power. Let him do as I have done uh, since, ancient, since ancient times when I established a people and explained its uh, future. He says, do not tremble. Do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim my purpose for you long ago? Uh, you are my witness. Is there any other God? No, there is no other rock, not one. God is saying that I am your God. There is no other. I am your rock. Uh, there is no other. God is literally a boasting. And you must understand the reason why God was saying this through the prophet, the prophet Isaiah. Apart from the fact that the nation were being punished for the idolatry, okay, at this time uh, okay so isaiah is also prophesying you know about the time that they have gone into exile and you know in going into exile you would think the remnant would try to return and repent for the evil that they are doing no what majority of people are doing is uh, getting a personal god for themselves what we call an idol and that was what god is addressing verse 9 says how foolish are those who manufacture idols hi may god not uh, uh bring you into a place or miss situation not bring you into a place where you feel that you have to manufacture your own god ah I pray for you this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, How foolish are those who manufacture idols? Are these price objects are really worthless? The people who worship idols don't know this, so they are all put to shame. He says, Who but a fool would make his own God an idol that cannot help him one bit? Okay? And I'm telling you, this is beyond understanding. Okay? A lot of people will they make an idol. 
and then they worship it. You are the one who made it all. You are the maker. You are the creator. And then you still worship it. Okay? It's it's in reverse. In our own case, you know, we are the created and we are worshiping the creator. No. They create something and then they worship what they have created. It's an abomination, I tell you. It says an idol that cannot help him out one bit. 11 says all who worship idols will be disgraced. Ah! you will not be disgraced because you are not an idol worshiper ah you will not be disgraced he says all who worship idols will be disgraced along with these craftsmen mere human humans uh, who claim they can make a god ah, they may all stand together but they will uh, they will stand in in terror and shame ah amen oh he says the blacksmith stand at his forge to make a sharp tool pounding and shaping it with all his might his work makes him hungry and weak it makes him thirsty and faint then the wood cover measures a block of wood and draws a pattern on it he works with chisel and plane and carves it into a human figure he gives it human beauty and puts it in a little shrine he cuts down cedars he he, he selects the cypress and the oak he plants the pine in the forest uh, to be nourished by the rain then he uses part of the wood to make a fire okay <laughs> can you imagine how, how how futile and how foolish this sounds he says then he uses part of the wood to make a fire with it he warms himself and bakes his bread then yes it's true he takes the rest of it and makes himself a god to worship how do you make a god to worship ah May none of us listening this morning uh, be, uh, may this not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, may this not be your story in the mighty name of Jesus. If you know people who are idol worshippers, please give them Isaiah 44 to read. Hey, he says that what he takes the rest of it and makes himself a god to worship. He makes an idol and bows down in front of it. He burns part of the tree to roast his meat and to keep himself warm. He says, ah, ha, that fire feels good. Then he takes what's left and makes himself, makes himself, uh, and makes then he takes what's left and makes his god a carved idol. Wow. He falls down in front of it, worshipping and praying to it. Rescue me, he says. You are my God. I'm telling you. So when it comes to idolatry, okay, uh, the, what is really at the root of this thing is trusting God. Yes, trusting God. And that is what God is putting his finger on. Israel, you don't trust me. Israel, you don't know me. Of course, uh, for you to trust someone, you have to first of all know them. Okay? He says, Israel, you don't trust me. Uh, do you trust the Lord this morning? Do you trust the Lord? For a lot of people, they are pushed into idolatry because they want to be able to touch and feel something. Ah, The Bible says that those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, He's not a God that we see. No one has seen him before. But yet, he wants us to walk with him by faith. Okay, So those who worship idols, yes, they want a God that they can feel, a God that they can touch a god that they hold in their hand and then they can they can say or to and say something on and 
things that are ha that um that is god working <laughs> for some people they say that it is an outward expression of the faith that they have yes that's the word they use idolatry ah it is futile it will end you up eh? i'm telling you in bondage give it up it is such stupidity and ignorance their eyes are closed and they cannot see their minds are short and and they cannot think the person who made the idol never stops to reflect why it's just it's just a block of wood now right it's just a block of wood i burnt out of it half of it uh, for it and used it to make uh, to bake my bread and roast my meat how can the rest of it be a god answer now how can the rest of it be a god how can you be bowing before wood before wood he says should i bow down to worship a piece of wood ah, please let god give you common sense ah but the god we worship oh, even though we have not seen him before in christ we see him yes in christ we see him perfectly and as we call on his name in the name of jesus he answers us 20 20 says that the poor the poor deluded fool feeds on ashes he trusts something that can't help him at all yet he cannot bring himself to ask is this idol that i am holding in my hand a, a lie he can't just think okay that's what idolatry does to you you don't think yeah, you're not thinking straight. 21 says, pay attention, O Jacob, for you are my servant, O Israel. I, the Lord, made you and I will not forget you. Ah, I'm telling you, you can use this as your personal. So this way, this way, where verses I, I used to write down in my, in my confession, my confession diary. Okay. I say this one to myself, pay attention, Murphy, uh, for you are, you are God's servant. He says, uh, I, the, the Lord says that he made you and he will not forget you. God will not forget you. God cannot forget you. Listen, this morning, the Bible says that he inscribed you on the palm of his hands. He says that you are literally, you are the apples of his eyes. How do you forget the apple of your eyes? You can't. He says, I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your, your offenses like, a, like, like the morning mist. Oh, return to me, for I have paid the price to set you free. Ah, Mio. I have totally returned to God. I belong to him. I am sure you also belong to him. Totally. He says, sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done these wondrous things. Shout for joy, O depths of the earth. Break into, break into songs, O mountains and forests and every tree. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and is, and is glorified in Israel. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer and Creator, I am the Lord who made all things. I alone stretch out the heavens. I'm telling you, learn something again about the character of God. God is boasting here. I am the Lord eh, who made all things. I alone stretch out the heavens and the earth. Who was with me when I made the earth? I expose the false prophet as liars and make our fools of fortune tellers. I cause the wise to give bad advice and thus proving them to be fools. But I carry out the predictions of my prophets. By them I say to Jerusalem, our people will live here again. And to the towns of Judah, you will be rebuilt. You will be reviewed. I will restore all 
your ruins. Remember, Isaiah was prophesying, okay, even though they have been carried off into exile, they will be carried off into exile. Isaiah is telling them that God is going to bring you back. He said, when I speak to the rivers and say, dry up, uh, he said, they will dry up. Ah, this God is glorious. He said, when I say of Cyprus, he is my shepherd, he will certainly do as I say. He will, com- he will command, rebuild Jerusalem. Uh, he will say, restore the temple. Hallelujah. All right, that's ch- chapter 44. Let's move on to chapter 45. And I'm telling you, Cyrus is such an, a very important king. I'm sure you didn't forget him quickly. We read about him when we read the book of Ezra. He was the one who equipped Ezra, gave them what they needed, you know, to return back and go and rebuild the temple. All right, please get your Bibles. Let's move on to chapter 44. Uh, it talks about Cyrus and still talks about idolatry. It says that this is what the Lord says to Cyrus is anointed one whose right hand he will he would empower before him mighty kings will be paralyzed with fear uh, their fortresses uh, their fortress gates will be op- will be opened never to shut again this is what the lord says i will go before you cyrus and level the mountains i will smash down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron and i will give you treasures hidden in darkness secret riches ah i pray for you this morning god will go before you he will smash down every gate of bronze he will cut through every bars of iron the lord will give you treasures hidden in darkness yes secret riches the lord will give them to you in the mighty name of jesus he says i will do this so you may know that i am the lord the god of israel the one who calls you by name remember cyrus did not know god cyrus was the king of babylon he says "Uh but god was telling him I'm going to use you to fulfill my purpose. I'm going to use you to rebuild the temple. Yes, that was what Cyrus did. He says, and why have I called you uh, for this work? Why did I call you by name when you did not know me? It is for the sake of Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one. I am the Lord. There is no other God. I have equipped you for battle, though you don't even know me. So all the world from east to west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord and there is no other. I created the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. In other words, no one can stop me. Ah, that was what God was saying. Eh? I created light. I created darkness. I created the devil himself. Eh? He cannot go beyond the boundary that I give him. He said, open up. Open up, O heavens, and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide ha, so salvation and righteousness can sprout together. I, the Lord, created them. Is it what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Ah, please, oh, don't argue with God. When God says repent, please repent. When God says worship me, please worship him. Ah, he says what sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator does a clay pot argue with its maker does the clay dispute with the one who shapes it saying stop you you are doing it wrong does the pot exclaim how clumsy can you be (laughs) think about it now that is what some of us are trying to do. You're trying to tell God that he doesn't know what you are do- what he is doing. You're trying to tell God that, ah, God, if you know what you are doing, you know, my life will be better. Ah, 
May God not give you such calamity in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, how terrible it will be if a newborn baby said to its father, why was I born? Or if it said to its mother, why did you make me this way? And this is what the Lord says, the only one of Israel and your creator. Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work, the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth. I created people to live on it. With my hands, I stretch out the heavens. All the stars are at my commands. I will raise up Cyrus to fulfill my righteous purpose and I will guide his actions. He will restore my city and free my captive people without seeking a reward. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, have spoken. Remember, Isaiah is prophesying long, long, long before the book of Ezra will happen. So when Ezra will ask help from the king and the king will give him, wow, I'm telling you, God, this God is just wonderful. Yes, this God is just wonderful. 14 says, this is what the Lord, this is what the Lord, the Lord says. You will rule the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, and the uh, Sabian, Sabians, and they will come to you with all their merchandise, and it will, it, will, it will all be yours. They will follow you as prisoners in chains. They will fall to their knees in front of you and say, God is with you. He is the only God. There is no other God. Truly, O God of Israel, our Savior, you walk in mysterious ways. All craftsmen who make idols will be humiliated. They will be a disgrace together. But the Lord will save the people of Israel with eternal salvation throughout everlasting ages. They will never again, uh, they will never again be humiliated and disgraced. It says, for the Lord is God, and he created the heavens and the earth, and put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. He says, now God now speaks. He says, I am the Lord, he says, and there is no order. I publicly proclaim a bold promises. I do not whisper obscurity in some dark corners. No, I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare only what is right. Okay? When God tells us to seek him, it is because God knows that we will find him. He says, gather together and come. Are you fugitives from surrounding nations? What fools they are who carry around their wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Consult together, argue your case, get together and decide what to say. Who made these things known so long ago? What idols ever told you they would happen? Was, was it not I, the Lord? For there is no other God but me, a righteous God and Savior. There is none but me. Let all the world look to me for salvation, for I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by my own name. I have spoken the truth and I will never go back on my words. Every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to me. That is what God says. Every knee will bow before this God. He says the people will declare the Lord is the source of of all my righteousness and strength and all who who were angry with him will come to him and be ashamed. In the Lord all the generations of Israel will be justified and in him they will they will boast. I'm telling you God has sworn eh? God has sworn that listen no every knee will bow to him. So, 
choose, make up your mind to, to bow. Uh, there is no need. If you decide that you are going to be rebellious, uh, you will just suffer the consequences. I pray for you, you will not suffer the consequences in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, let's take chapter 46 and I will end it here today. Chapter 46 talks about Babylon's false gods. Bel and Nebo, the gods of Babylon, bow as they are lowered to the ground. So Isaiah is prophesying, even though, you remember I talked about Cyrus. Cyrus was, a, was one of the kings of Babylon. We know about Xerxes and Nebuchadnezzar first, before Cyrus, and then Xerxes, and then after Xerxes. Remember that Zexis was the one that Esther married. Okay, married. Okay, as 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 that young, that young, that young queen. Okay, so God is now prophesying about the fall of Babylon. Yes, that fall of Babylon. It is Bel and Nebo, the gods of Babylon, bow as they are lowered to the ground. They are being hauled away on ox cart the poor beasts stagger under the weight both the idols and their owners are bowed down the gods cannot protect the people and the people cannot protect the gods <laughs> they go off into captivity together remember it's talking about babylon listen to me descendants of jacob or you will you will remain in israel i have cared for you since you were born yes i carried you before you were born i will be your god uh, throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age i made you and i will care for you i will carry you along and save you i'm telling you if you would just uh, underline this portion of the book of Isaiah where you have this I, 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 where God says that this is what I will do. You will know God's promises for you. I'm telling you. You will know what God's. God says, eh? I was the one who created you. I brought you into this world. I gave you life. Eh? I will watch over you. Since I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you. I will care for you. I'm telling some, tell someone listening this morning, God cares for you and he is watching over you. Sister womb, will you compare me? Who is my equal? There is none. There is none to be compared to him. See, some people pour out their silver and gold and hire a craftsman to make a god from it. Then they bow down and worship it. They, <laughs> it says they carry it around on their shoulders. How do you carry your God around on your shoulder? Or carry your God? Some people carry their God in their pocket. Eh? Your God fits into your pocket. Hey. It says they carry it around on their shoulders. And when they set it down, they say they, it stays there. It can't even move. <laughs> and when, every, when, when someone prays to it, there is no answer. It can't rescue anyone from trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. I remember this old song we sang, you know, long, long, long ago. That you know that the song was something about you know that they have eyes they cannot see, ears they cannot hear, mouth that they cannot they cannot speak. Yes, that is an idol for you. It can't speak. Why put your trust in him, in it? He says, do not forget this. Keep it in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I have done in the past. So. God is going to be boasting now. He says, remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. 
Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass for I do whatever I wish. Okay, I'm telling you. So when you read the Bible and so I'm sure there are some who will listen to, you know, to this words this morning. I'm telling you, let me tell you a little bit about the character of God. One of the reasons why we worship him, eh? one of the reasons why we worship this God is because, um, um, look, see, throughout time, one of the things the Bible does for us, the Bible is a book of history. Yes, you can literally research the history the Bible gives us. So the Bible, men prophesied about things before they happened and they eventually came to pass. And they also prophesy about things that are coming, okay? They will soon happen. So you could literally go and find them out by yourself. God is saying that I am the one who did that. Eh? I am the one who I, only I can tell you the future before it even happens. He says, everything I plan will come to pass for I do whatever I wish. So God already planned that uh, there will be a savior for the world. Okay, when man sinned, God already planned that the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world was going to come and redeem man. And that that was going to be the only way. Eh? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father unless through me. I'm telling you, not through any other person. That was what God planned from the, from the beginning. Ah, I pray that you will listen this morning. God will open your heart. God will give you a revelation of his person in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, everything I planned will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. I will call a swift bird of prey from the east, a leader from a distant land to come and do my bidding. I have said what I would do, and I will do it. He says, listen to me, you stubborn people who are so far from doing right. For I am ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. I am ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory to Israel. Hallelujah. Quite an awesome one. Okay, God was telling these people, listen, ah, I am doing a new thing. I was the one that brought Nebuchadnezzar, okay, to come and carry you people off into, into exile. I am the one also prophesying that I will make one of the kings to begin to rebuild to rebuild Jerusalem and you will not need to pay him anything because you are already in exile okay I am also the one who will then give Nehemiah you know favor before the next the next king and give Esther in fact one of you will marry one of the kings and I will use you people you know to all come back from the exile I'm telling you he is the one who declares a thing before it comes to pass and that's where i want us to stop this morning please worship god do not put your trust in an idol no idol can tell you these things eh no idols can tell you these things put your trust in the lord this morning and the lord will bless you in the mighty name of jesus put your hope in god he never fails he keeps his word and he washes over his word to perform it I pray for you this morning. Your heart will be close to the Lord. In the name of Jesus, your faith in him will grow. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you are struggling where you are, you don't know whether you should worship the covenant-keeping God, I pray for you this morning. The Lord will give you a revelation of his person. Yes, you will know this God for yourself. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the glory. 
In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.